Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Good WTF Wednesday to you all. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, alongside you for the next uh, 45 minutes, an hour or so. This is a um a rarity, Pat. Um I I I just what the what the fire truck is going on? Um period point blank, Pat. What what the absolute fire truck is going on um it, it, around the globe. Around the globe. Um Well, uh it, just, it's it's like the uh, whole world is on fire. I just keep yep. I just keep thinking we didn't start the fire. fire. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't start the fire. But um, but folks, we we have nothing but WTF today, so we might as well just get into it. That's right. Welcome into WTF Wednesday. Um, we're probably going to be skipping the B or not the B, by the way, today, because we've got a crap ton of WTF to get into. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I might need a break. I might need a break because I, I just, I can't even with what took place over the last 24 hours, Pat. I, I just, I just can't. And we have to start here with the leader of the Catholic faith the Roman Catholic Church, your Pope Francis. Are you ready for this? It hit me. <clears throat> Just wait. Um, the Ukraine war was perhaps somehow provoked. Um, also, Russian troops um, were cruel. But you can't really talk about 
this as good versus evil. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't? Well, <clears throat> you see, uh, Pope Francis has said that Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, according to The Guardian, was <clears throat> perhaps somehow provoked. After recalling a conversation in the run-up to the war in which he was warned NATO was, quote, barking at the gates of Russia. Wasn't that because Russia was threatening war? And how were we barking at the gates of Russia? This war was 1,000% completely unprovoked. Just the existence of Ukraine is an affront to Vladimir Putin's potentially cancer-riddled mind. Do you even foreign policy, bro? But none of this is actually surprising to me, Pat, because this is a this is what you get when you elect a Jesuit to these positions. And and I want to speak on it from this perspective real fast. What am I talking about when it it's Jesuit? This is a priestly order, right? So there's like the Norbertine order. There's the Jesuit order. There's the Franciscan order. There's all these different things, and they have different philosophies and different beliefs about how to teach the faith. But the Jesuit faith runs the vast majority of the Catholic universities here in America, so take a look at what uh, uh, take a look at what is happening. If I could speak English today, at these Catholic universities today, name one of them that actually believes in Catholic or- orthodoxy in teachings. Name one of them. Notre Dame sure as hell doesn't. Now I don't believe they are of the Jesuit um, variety. But Marquette, St. Louis University, we could go on and on and on and on throughout the country. They don't believe in teaching Catholic orthodoxy as a mission because they don't believe in Catholic Catholic orthodoxy, period. Now, Uh, Going along with this, the Jesuit um, branch of Catholicism is largely, especially in South America, tied to what, Pat? There is a political philosophy at play. Uh, Are we going to go with like socialism? Liberation theology, Uh which is tied in with doing what? Jesuit tradition with socialism and couching Catholicism as socialism. So would I be surprised to hear NATO somehow provoke this coming out of the the Pope who spent 50 years of his life steeped in liberation theology and socialism? No. Not at all. 
But um, the the article continues to say in an interview with the Jesuit uh, magazine La Civilta Catolica, conducted last month and published on Tuesday, the pontiff condemned the quote ferocity and cruelty of the Russian troops, but warned against what he said was a fairy tale perception of the conflict as good versus evil. Now, I am not one that just flippantly goes nuts on these things. I want to know what he said, right? So, so Pat, before you comment on this, this is exactly what he said. Quote from Pope Francis, we need to move away from the usual Little Red Riding Hood pattern in that Little Red Riding Hood was good and the wolf was the bad one. Something global is emerging and the elements are very much entwined. So I'm going to ask you this on a WTF Wednesday. Is he wrong? Hmm. While you're thinking go, on that, go ahead, Pat. I, I'm I'm going to go with at least possibly. Okay. Why? Possibly wrong or possibly right? Uh, both, really. Um. So I get I get kind of where you might be going on this because. So here's where I came up with this, right? What if we um, hypothesized, if you will, here on the show about what this war is really representative of? We have talked about this being international socialism versus national socialism. Right. The two are very different. Right. And but they're also entwined. Right. And and it's kind of like World War Two in the in the respect of why did Soviet Union hate the Nazi Party in Nazi Germany? Because it was a battle of leftist ideology, right? It was a battle of communism versus socialism. So there's not just that. There is also the element of Ukraine's not exactly a clean country when it comes to geopolitics in any way, right. shape, or form. Right. So to say that Ukraine is good and Russia's bad just just because is not, is incorrect. Again, there's also the that element of that what is this war really about? But I will say this. I think it does come down to good versus evil. In this yes. respect. Yes. One country invaded another one without any actual provocation. It's not like Ukraine went across the Russian border and murdered a troop. Or we had the Arch uh, Duke Ferdinand moment, right? Or we had um, the, the, the Nazis deciding that they were going to take over Poland moment, right? Right. It's not as if Ukraine was suddenly taking... Russian territory or amassing troops at the border to and and uh, javelin missiles and this that and the other thing at the border right I mean I think I think you're right in terms of this is good versus evil in terms of the you know Russia invaded 
unprovoked Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if if we're going to look at both countries from a philosophical standpoint, you know, you you could make the argument that neither country is good. You know, just given what we know, given what we know about the corruption in Ukrainian in the Ukrainian government, given what we know, we I mean, we know who Vladimir Putin is. He's not a good person either, and we know what the Russian government's like. So, is it really good versus evil in that sense? Probably not. But this is one country invading another country for no reason other than we want you to be back part of uh, the motherland again. And that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Now, the Pope has now issued another message saying that the invasion of the Ukraine was a violation of the country's right to self-determination. I'm so glad that you figured that out now. <laughs> what, what? You're like, what, six months late and a dollar short? <clears throat> yeah, I, I just... WTF, man. I, 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 I guess I have one question. I was oh, just really quickly going to say this. I understand the Pope comes from a different perspective when it comes to how he is speaking on all of these global issues, right? Because he's not speaking of them necessarily from a purely political viewpoint. He is looking at this through the lens of Catholic teaching and Catholic morality, right? And what does the, the Bible actually tell us? At least he's supposed to. It's just, I cannot trust that, if if you'll notice this pattern, Pat, it is always the authoritarian. It is always the socialist or communist bent people of which this Pope sides with continuously. What do I do with that information? What what am I supposed to do? I guess this ties into my question. Is the Pope Catholic? Some days, yes. Most days, no. I I don't think he's actually Catholic. I think he has steeped himself in the cloak of his priesthood, but has been so indoctrinated into liberation theology and socialism in his time in Argentina that that is the prevailing and dominant force in his mind. And it's why he should never have been Pope, and it's why he shouldn't be Pope going forward. There's a whole ecclesiastical situation. There's a whole, you know, things that people are not Catholic wouldn't understand, so I'm not going to dive into them because it's really tedious and really boring for, for, for the audience. But I will say this. I never thought I would say Please, dear God, bring back Pope Benedict. But here we are. I mean, don't you technically have a two-pope situation going on? Technically? No. So, I don't want to get into that technical detail, because, again, it is very dry and boring. But no, we don't. So, you don't refer to, yeah, there's a whole lineage thing. There's a whole issue at play but but technically no we don't so 
Um, I will just leave it at that. Now, all of that having been said, Pat, as we watch the Pope tell us that uh, um, Russia's not really as bad as you think they are. That's basically what it came down to, right? Sure. Uh, what you talking about, bro? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how about this? Let's play the B or not the B. Okay. Um, because we, we're going to return home. And talk about the economy. Talk about Joe Biden getting up in front of the AFL-CIO yesterday. And just flat out lying. Just flat out insulting the American people. And most importantly, Pat, literally speaking out of both sides of his mouth. I have never seen this from a president in a single speech in my entire life. The, the chutzpah, the gall, the cojones, the stones, whatever you want to term it as. To do what he did yesterday is unbecoming of any president, period, point blank, and is dangerous for the United States of America's future. That's, I'm going to leave that there. So before we get into that heavy stuff, why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of the B or not the B. Are you ready for today's headline? I don't know. I don't know. On a WTF Wednesday, I never know if I'm ready for that headline, but lay it on me. All right. Amber Heard says you can't trust Johnny Depp because he once convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. <laughs> Amber Heard says you can't trust Johnny Depp because he once con convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. Folks, while we give poor Andrew a, a moment to think about this one, um, if you haven't yet, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Um, they have a great product over there. They've been through some very difficult times recently. He is back online on a very limited basis, and one of the best ways that you can help him at this point is to go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com and start ordering some coffee. It might take a little bit to get to you. It might. I don't know. But nonetheless, your support helps. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Find out what some of your favorite flavors are. Try some new flavors, too, if you want. I don't know if he can do all of them yet, but uh, definitely uh, be on the lookout for some of that stuff. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That is AmericanPrideRoasters.com. <coughs> Amber Heard says you can't trust Johnny Depp because he once convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. Andrew Coppins, your answer. My answer is go to hell. <laughs> um, but also this is not the bee um because she be cray cray y'all it so we're supposed to believe that america thought that johnny depp literally was edward scissorhand for real real now um please tell me i'm right uh, are you? Is that your final yeah, answer? It's not the you, beat. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent sure. She's that crazy. You would be correct. This is not the B. Now, now, um, 
I also have a confession. Uh-huh. Not that I saw this on not, not the B.com or anything, but um, I, I saw this elsewhere. Oh, damn. Um, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but Amber Heard was just found guilty of defamation. Yeah, did she Along just defamation again but... on national television? Right. D- d- does her lawyer team just hate her? I, yes, I, yes, they do. That's the only explanation for why in the hell you would allow her to speak, period, right now in the media. Right? I mean, who yeah. who is advising her? Hey, you know what's a really good idea? Go out there and tell your... St- okay, no, 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 no. Hear me out, Amber Heard. Shut yeah. up and go away for a while. Then maybe speak. But most importantly... Do not defame Johnny Depp again. <laughs> when people ask you about Johnny Depp, you mm-hmm. say politely, um, that chapter in my life is closed and I wish to move forward. Or you could just simply say no comment. That, that's all you got to do. By the I, way, I there just, was a... Just, I just... So literally she just opened herself up for another mm. defamation suit, like literally two seconds after the ink isn't even dry on the settlement, right? But no, they, uh-uh. they're still actually fighting over how much money is going to be given out. I, I just what the absolute shit? What what are you doing? You imagine, could you imagine being the lawyer or the spokesperson or the PR person that set this up and is standing there? I would have literally yanked her off that chair or wherever this interview was happening. I would have yanked her off the air that second. Nope, you're done talking. See you later. Um, somebody on Twitter uh, reposted this video and says an absolutely cutting response. No, Jesus. (laughs) All right. Well, with that having been said, Pat, are you ready to go down the deep, dark rabbit hole that is um, Joseph Marionette Biden's mind? Um, Do I need to take any kind of dementia medication before I enter that mind? (laughs) Good question. But before we go there, um, I want to set all of this up with... With um, Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre. Okay. Because I want this framework that she is putting out to marinate in your head as we listen to Joe Biden speak. But this is what we're supposed to be believing if you believe the White House. Many economists do cite the war in Ukraine and supply chain issues. We did have that before the war, supply chain issues. They also say that last year's stimulus package, which you mentioned, contributed to inflation, Corrine. Does the Biden administration bear some responsibility for this? So, first of all, um, the American Rescue Plan met the moment, and it has put us in a place 
where we can actually uh, uh, put us in a place where the American people feel can, can, can actually we can take on inflation. What I mean by that is we've, see, we've seen growth, right, with, eight, as I mentioned, more than 8 million jobs. And now we're transitioning into a steady, a stable growth. The president actually wrote an op-ed to discuss that himself, talk, lay out his plan on how we're going to bring down inflation. And so that's really important in order uh, to take this on. We got to have some uh, be in a good historic economic place, which is w- where we are right now. <laughs> um, uh, but there's more, Pat. We're not even close to done. Oh, now, no. so so that's where they're where they are on inflation in the economy, right? Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, grand, wonderful. We're totally prepared, right? How about gas prices? Yeah, no, we're not. Oh, uh, uh, she has she has a thing to say on gas, by the way. Oh, he has made this uh, his top economic priority as we're talking about inflation, as we're talking about uh, the economy. Like we have to remember where this country was uh, more than a year ago when he walked into office. The economy uh, was not in a great place. Uh, schools were closed. Businesses were closed. We didn't have a comprehensive uh, COVID, uh, uh, COVID strategy. And what he ended up doing was meet that moment, pass the American Rescue Plan. Only Democrats uh, pa- uh, uh, passed that plan he signed it it was his plan and now we're seeing an economy that's bouncing back um an economy that's bouncing back how would be my first question right um prices of everything seem to still be going up especially gas uh Mm -hmm. milk eggs meat in general um groceries all the prices of everything are still going up. So I'm, I'm curious as to how things are getting better. <sighs> well, <clears throat> he had some things to say in front of the AFL-CIO convention. Um, I, <clears throat> I, I'm just going to start here, Pat. Okay. Well, I remember one day walked in on a joke and said, Joe, fix Detroit. I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> no, you think I'm kidding. You think I'm kidding? What I didn't realize is I thought I knew a lot about the cities. What? Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> first of all, that last bit didn't make sense. Second of all, was that sacrilegious what he just did? No. He's praying. That That's what that was? I yes. mean, that's I don't, the sign I don't, of the cross. Yeah, I, but I, in that situation, why? I, I don't understand that. Because you're, you're, you know, oh boy, I need the blessing of God. That's a, that's a very common thing for Catholics. That's okay. I just, just, just curious, but damn Mormons. Yeah. Cause we don't, we don't do it that way, but it. <clears throat> so I, I wanted to play that because that's kind of out of sequence, but, but most yeah. importantly, Pat, um, <clears throat> This should set you up for the incoherent babbling and absolute insanity that's about to come your way. <clears throat> okay. I'm, Are you ready? I'm kind of scared. Oh, Are you okay. strapped Play into your chair? Well, hang it on. All right. It's sapping the strength of a lot of families. I grew up in a household not far from here, Claymont and Wilmington where the price of a gallon of gasoline went up was a conversation at the dinner table. 
It mattered. It mattered to my working family. It mattered if the price of food went up. The problem is Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs on ordinary families. That's why my plan is not finished and why the results aren't finished either. Jobs are back, but prices are still too high. COVID is down, but gas. <sighs> That's right, Pat. It's the GOP's fault for all these things. Now, I, I, I preface all of this by saying I hate these political gotcha games and most importantly, the, the, the political blame game, right? <clears throat> because we have said this time and again, <clears throat> Donald John Trump has a lot of blame in this, too. And so this isn't just a Joe Biden thing. This isn't just a GOP thing. <clears throat> and more importantly, this is the fundamentals of our economy thing. And what can our president and Congress change about the fundamentals of our economy when they when they're not focused on that? They're focused on everything no. but the fundamentals. No, instead they continue to spend money that we don't have. And oh, I'm glad you brought that up because that'll yeah. come up in a bit. But um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the thing that bothers me most about this statement, Pat, the I grew up in a household where if the price of a gallon of gas went up, it was a conversation at the dinner table. It mattered. It mattered to people like me and my family, right? We have heard this story almost ad nauseum over the last six months from him. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. What you talking about, Joe Biden? Th that conversation would never have happened when he was growing up. Not once, not ever. Why? The price of a gallon of gas remained pretty much flat his entire childhood. From the time that he was born to the time that he turned 18, it might have gone up a few cents here or there. But it remained inflation adjusted, of course, flat. How the, that conversation would never have happened around that dinner table. Never. No. Not once. It's an absolute lie. And he does this time and again about things from his past, right? That are just simply not true. Like he mixes up days, he mixes up years, he mixes up places. Like he no. tells us about uh, this thing in Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, we all know that he was living in Delaware at the time that this was allegedly supposed to have been happening to him in his childhood. You know, it's all of these things. This is just gross. It, it, it I is attack the GOP, Pat. Right? Attack the GOP. The GOP is bad, right? And then he goes on to say this, Pat. Look, I believe in bipartisanship, but I have no illusions about this Republican Party, the MAGA Party. I've been able to bring some Republicans along on parts of my plan. But the fact is, Republicans in Congress are still in the grip of the ultra MAGA agenda. Um. Are they? 
You you mean Ditch McConnell, who who <clears throat> doesn't believe anything that that Trump was for, right? Uh, neither, well, neither, neither does Kevin McCarthy, for that matter. What what? The, again, I understand that this is an attempt to brand and and run, and, and we've talked about this, right? It's right. either you run on your agenda or you run on um personality, right? And, and right. you have to run against Trump because your record and where we are as a country right now is awful. Right. And it's your and inability over your first year in office to see this inevitable decline coming. That's part of the problem. I mean, considering that um, there's a very good chance that Trump is going to be running again. You, I mean, it's smart for them to start now. Don't get me wrong. It's smart for them to start doing this now to play that blame game and to play the game of Trump bad. Otherwise, he, you know, you're looking at getting your ass potentially handed to you in 2024, let yeah. alone what's coming this year. <clears throat> and it's just insulting. This is just insulting because we're supposed to believe that he believes in bipartisanship and we're supposed to believe that he wants to work across the aisle. And we were sold this this messaging his entire run up to the 2020 election too, right? <clears throat> this is the insulting and gross part of all of this. In the next breath, he goes in attack mode, right? The very next breath is ultra maga. In the next breath, it's the GOP is blocking my plan. The GOP is doing this. The GOP be bad. But hey, you know what? I want to work with them. Those two things are incongruent if true. And what do I, I mean by incongruent? If if the GOP was that bad, right? If the GOP was in the grips of the ultra MAGA agenda, right? And and uh, they they had the sway of the president of the United States, and they took the the MAGA pill, right? Everybody. Do I know people that have? Oh, hell yeah, I do. But it ain't the GOP that is standing in your way, quote unquote, in Congress or in the Senate. Considering the Dems control both. <clears throat> but um, but, I, but uh, the insulting part, the part that's infuriating is what? You're, you're, you're telling us that that's bad, but you want to work with that? But you want to work with that party, right? You want to work with these individuals. Right. Yet they're supposed to be bad people. Well, not to mention, what about Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema from his own party that have been voting against a lot of his stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, this man is petty, vindictive, mean-spirited. You want to talk about civility, right, and reaching across the aisle. You want to talk about mean-tweet... Um, uh, Trump, right? This is worse. Why? Because Donald Trump just said, I don't want to work with these people. <laughs> right? They, 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 they believe in things that are antithetical to the American way, so why would I want to work with them? Right. This guy is, he's like the guy at the party, right? If you're at a party and uh, he... he Shakes the hand of, of the guy he hates, right? Right. He says, oh, great to see you, man. How are things going? And then turns around and says, I effing hate that guy. 
to the next person while making sure that the person that he hates hears it. This is also um, being extremely hypocritical too, because we we've said this time and time again before is, is the fact that they have a whole different belief system than we do. They have a whole different moral and value system than, than a lot of the rest of the country. So you, you can't share a country with that. You can't. No. Why would you want to work with that? And here's the thing. He doesn't want to work with that. Don't, or Joe Biden doesn't want to work with that either. He wants the only people he wants to work with are the people that agree with his agenda or at least are willing to compromise with his agenda. It's not even compromise with his agenda. It's not even compromise with his agenda. It has to be all. You're you're probably right. It probably has to be all in. No, and I I don't mean all in. It, it, It is. He wants Republicans who believe in his agenda to to go there. But. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are more interested in their power than actually telling the American people they believe what Joe Biden is selling. Right. Right. Now, speaking of selling. Is this under my plan for the economy, we made extraordinary progress and we put America in a position to tackle a word while worldwide problem is worse everywhere but here inflation. <laughs> what? What? Excuse me. Uh, how is how is it uh, worse everywhere else, but not here? It's it's certainly worse here. So um, it's bad. And uh, if we're comparing inflationary numbers, I don't think you want to go there because no. guess what? In the industrialized world, the United States of America is in the top five when it comes to inflation right now. Yeah. So so th- this claim is absolute malarkey to use the term that he likes to use. It's absolute and total malarkey. It is. I'm tired bunk. of them claiming that they added all these jobs too. I'm like jobs that disappeared during the pandemic and have uh, now started to come back on some degree. Doesn't that that's that's not an increase of jobs? Yeah, no, it definitely is not. The U.S. again has one of the highest inflation rates in the developed world. Period. Point blank. We have one of the highest. If you listen to him, we we don't have that inflation problem. That's elsewhere, right? If we're supposed to believe the words that are coming out of this guy's mouth, look again. I get that that you might try to spin numbers or take statistics out of context and try to use them and spin them into your um, favor, right? That happens all the time. There's a difference between that and things that are demonstrably, provably false, just spewing this crap and expecting the American people to buy it. When the American people experience $6 a gallon in gas, when the American people see that a gallon of milk or a half gallon of milk costs more than a gallon of gas, when I can go on TikTok and and see a farmer tell us that the feed that they use for the cows that they um, raise went from costing $26 a, a bushel or or whatever, right, to $90. You want to know why your food is going up? It's not just the supply chain. It's not just the fact that there's only four major um, meatpacking companies in the entire country these days. It's not just that. It is that the cost of everything that goes into getting the cow or the milk or the the beef from that cow, eventually, has 
tripled, quadrupled, almost 6X'd. It used to cost $6 or $16 or $20. Now it costs $90. It cost $45 last year in September. $45 for that. I talked to a farmer who's paying $90 just to be able to feed the cow so that when the cow goes to slaughter, they could potentially make about a couple of cents on, on, on that cut of beef. I, I don't think this is the problem that I have with all of this, right? They don't get it. They don't understand what is going on fundamentally in this economy. They want to think they still are in the grips of this is transitory, right? This will just all go away um, eventually. We can, we can federal reserve interest rate our way out of this problem. And that's not true. There are issues that must be dealt with by the actual economy. They are intervening in negative ways in the economy. For instance, the price controls that they've been trying to introduce, that doesn't help the issue. It doesn't. They want to talk about all of these things. When you take a look at what is going on, when I look at the, the, the overall market, right? How do we get ourselves out of the quote-unquote recession that we are in, Pat? How do we do it? The answer is free association in free market economics. Capitalism gets us out of this because there are ebbs and flows in capitalism, but feudalism, but, you know, monarchical societies, but, 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 but. Every one of them has these things. Why? Because it turns out when you limit the free association and the free ability of the market to work itself out, and what have we done over the last three years? We've restricted trade. We've restricted this. We've restricted, restrict, restrict, restrict. And the market is responding to those restrictions. With what? Higher prices, inflation, all of those things. Those are a byproduct of that. Government cannot possibly spend its way out of this. Government cannot interest rate its way out of this. They're talking about a three quarters of a percent interest rate rise and then another three quarters of a percent, potentially in October, one percent. So we're talking about potentially six or seven percent on the interest rate. What do you think that does to the average investor, by the way? What do you think that does to to the institutions who no longer take on short term, but look at long term debt? That's a problem. You have to be able to circulate money through the economy. What happens to the individual when they're seeing six, eight, nine, ten dollars for certain items, right? What happens when that goes on? They pull out of the economy. What happens when you restrict the ability for these individuals to make a living? Here's the reality. Here's a great look at this, Pat. This is something nobody wants to talk about. Have you seen the price of lumber today? Or any time in the last month? Uh, I have not. Now, 
What did Canada do? What did America do to lumber during COVID? Absolutely restricted the trade, right? Right. And we saw lumber prices absolutely skyrocket. Guess what they've done in the last four or five months? Those restrictions have been lifted by and large. The price of lumber has has decreased by almost like 10x. It is significantly lower today than it was a year ago at this time. Yet we still haven't seen new housing starts go up. We still haven't seen all of these other things in the economy go up. But I'm using this as a a tool so that you can understand what happens when the free market is allowed to correct itself. And when government gets involved, it prolongs the issue. That has been the lie of the 20th century, right? That that it was the um the works of FDR and you know um whatever that package was, right? I, I can't forget what they I keep forgetting what they called it. But the the recovery, quote unquote, um during the Great Depression. The New Deal. The New Deal, yeah. Yeah. Every economist that has been able to study this historically that is worth their salt notes that this actually elongated the problem, made it worse, exacerbated the problem. You want to fix this issue quick? Get the hell out of the way. But, Pat, um, now, we have talked about government spending. We have talked about this. We've talked about that. (sighs) Biden's angry, though. Okay. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Yeah, you're making them poorer. You certainly are changing people's lives. Absolutely, you are. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But he's not done telling us about how great everything is. Oh, not boy. at all. You ready for this? Better paying jobs. For better jobs for them and their families. It's been a long time since that's happened in this country. But it's happening now. And it's working. Wait, what's working? See, people are earning more money, Pat. But you can't you can't say that with the price of everything going up. Yeah, you might be bringing in more of a wage than you brought before, but with the price of everything going up, I mean things start to even out. Right. This is something that I've talked about when you talk about the housing market. Right. right. If you have the ability, so let's say the the cost of housing is rising at twenty thirty percent. Right. Like you're paying 20% more today than you would have last year, right? And your wages are only growing at 13%. That's a problem, right? That's an inflationary problem in the housing market. And that will eventually correct itself. Does correction in the housing market mean bubble burst? No. There's a difference. A correction to what is what you need to know. But here in Illinois, we had seen, what, 14% wage growth and an 11% uh, growth in housing costs. So you actually were economically better off. 
you are still having more money in your pocket than the rise in your housing costs uh, were. That's good news, right? That's good news for everybody. Here's the problem. Yeah, wages are up. But again, they're not up compared to inflation. Real wage growth has stopped. We had real wage growth prior to COVID-19. We had it. Throughout 2019, Pat, we had seen for the first time in 30 years, real actual wage growth, not wage growth that kept up with the pace of inflation, but was outpacing inflation. For the first time in basically our entire adult lives, as a country, we were seeing that. Is it true that wages have gone up? Yes, they have to go up because everything is going up. Inflation is inflation. I just... <sighs> but there's still more. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Because, because Pat, your wages are up. Um, just wait on this one. Families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. To hell they do. How? My question is, how are you saving? How are you saving when the price of everything is going up? I'm glad that you asked that, Pat. Because here's what's going on. And again, we talked about this last week, right? That is coming from that October 2021 Federal Reserve study. That's where that that line comes from. Americans are have Americans have more savings, right? Right. So hear me out. That's where that number is coming from. It's not coming out of thin air. It's not coming out of whatever, right? The problem with that is, is the economy the same today as it was in October of 2021? Not even close. Now, in June of 2022, the average American has $9,000 less in savings than at the same point in time last year. $9,000 less. More importantly, Pat, we have taken on, it's somewhere in the $4.3 trillion of extra debt. It's not just that we're saving less, it's that we are increasing our debt load as individuals. In fact, this last quarter, we took on more debt than ever before in American recorded history. As a society, as individuals, not, not as a government. I'm not talking about government spending and government uh, debt and all that. Because that's the other thing that Joe Biden loves to tout, right? I, I'm, I, we reduced the deficit by 30, uh, $350 billion and we're set to do it by $1.6 trillion. Right. Of course you are. Because all of the spending is sunsetting from the COVID-19 pandemic, right? So it is nothing that you're doing that is helping, right? It is literally, I'm just taking the, my hand off the wheel, right? And I'm going to let this economy go wherever the hell it goes. And and then I'm going to say, well, I've I, I, I've reduced the deficit by one point six trillion dollars, the most of any president in American history. Except for you're still spending more money than every president in American history. And it's one of my issues that I had with Donald Trump, right, is that he loved deficit spending. He blew the deficit every year. 
Like it was going out of style. But I'm not talking about that. I am talking about the real effects of what is going on to the American public. In fact, I think it's something like 229 million new credit lines in the last quarter were opened by American individuals. Also, a record. What is American? What does that tell you about the American populace? They haven't been able to save, and the savings that they did have have been blown through. Now it is take on debt, take on debt to do what? Tread water. We're in for a really rough time, and we have a president, and most importantly, Democrats and Republicans in Congress and in the Senate who don't get it. Because their answer is control. Their answer is this. They're, you know, we got Elizabeth Warren and her ilk out there, uh, price control, or we have to uh, price gouging. If you break down a gallon of gas, it is roughly, by the way, you, you know, take all the parts of, of, of getting it to you, the consumer, and then, oh, by the way, um, we're gonna we're gonna manipulate the price. How's that been working out for the food industry? How's that been working out for farmers? Right? We manipulate their their prices all the time under the guise of federal government doing quote unquote the good thing for the economy. We we've done that our entire lives. The farm subsidies. We can't even get the GOP to say no to that because uh oh, Iowa. If we just let the market do what it's supposed to do. Again, can government have a role? Yeah, things like tax breaks for the American people. Things like, I don't know, not spending money like it's going out of style. Balancing the budget can be helpful because it decreases the overall monetary supply. And the only way to fight inflation is to constrict the money. Uh, on the government side, on the individual side, the way to fight inflation is to allow the free market to work its way through. If we just had a president, period, from either side of the aisle who was honest and says, look, this is an ebb and flow of capitalism. I understand and feel your pain. And we in the government are doing the things that we can do to help not control it, but to help stabilize so that we are in a position for the economy, the market, to work it, work that problem out for itself. Instead, we're doing what? We're artificially inflating this. We're artificially deflating this. All you're doing is prolonging the issue. That's it. That's all government is doing, prolonging the pain right now. Again, just be honest with the American people. The American people can take it. We've taken much worse in COVID-19. I'm just getting tired of smelling gas from all the gaslighting because that's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, 
He also talked about um oh what else did he talk about? Oh, the the Republicans wanting to raise taxes on the middle class, you know, that old trope, right? Except for the plan wait, wait, what plan? What 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 the hell are you talking about? There's no GOP plan. Period. The only plan that I know that exists is the one that uh, Rick Scott put out, right? And that we pretty much thoroughly debunked as awful for the most part. Yeah, there was some good, mostly bad, but there was some good. I would say 10% good, 90% bad. Um, it, nobody has signed on to it. The only other person putting a plan out is Rand Paul. And here's a shocker. <laughs> it's actually fiscally responsible, which would be what? Helpful to this situation. Government spending more money is not the answer to an inflationary problem. It creates inflationary problems. Again, government spending more money than it takes in is the problem. It is how we went from one of the most robust economies to recession because we are now in a recession we are in a bear market in the stock market. We are see, we are likely to see the second quarter of negative GDP numbers for the first time in a long time. Almost two decades at this point. And then people want to talk about, well, well, the the housing market in 2007. Who created that problem? Right? They they want to point to that. Well, that's the that's the capitalism at work. N no, it was government intervention in the housing market. We had to give everybody a loan for everything and every reason, right? No matter their actual fiscal responsibility or ability to pay. Oh, you want a three hundred thousand dollar house? You wait. You make fifteen dollars an hour. You you want you want that that McMansion for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in L.A. Uh, wait, you're on Social Security? Sure, here's a loan created by the government regulation of or lack thereof in the housing market. Right, the subprime mortgages were foisted upon these companies, who of course were going to take the money, right? Because it's an asset that they can then trade. As a debt asset, right? Of course they were going to take that on. Of course they were. Turns out it wasn't healthy, right? Turns out it wasn't good for us. Turns out that, uh, well, more feelings on buying a house don't trump fiscal facts. Nineteen seventy nine, Jimmy Carter, right? In the economy there. How did that happen? Most economists agree the government intervention in the marketplace and, and global supply issues were to blame. Would we or would we not benefit, Pat, from allowing the free market to become free again, free from the restrictions of COVID-19? Would that not accelerate the potential for recovery quick? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be quick. I can't. I can't say that, but it would certainly help. Right, because it would allow the economy to do what? Begin to work as it work was before. Right. 
when governments around the globe, and this is the case for this is the case against globalization, right? The the way that globalization has been working is that everybody piles into China for its cheap shit, and then when China can't supply because they've cut the ports off, oh, or um, there's only four plants, uh, four companies, right? And uh, one of those companies that supplies your your meat. Um, 90% of its workforce isn't working because, uh, the plant had to be shut down or the plants had to be shut down because, uh, COVID-19 outbreak. Oh, it turns out when you consolidate the economy like that, it isn't good or healthy. If we would spread the economy out, and I'm not talking socialism, I am talking about making sure that the, as we look at it, that competition is healthy, right? That there is a competitive marketplace. There's no competitive marketplace in, in the meatpacking, in the things that really impact the economy. Your Googles, your Amazons. Amazon can really impact the economy because it is tied to so much of logistics and all of those things. The point that I am trying to get across to you is what, Pat? Um, make the economy free again? Exactly. Let free markets work their magic. Because it turns out, and, and hear me out on this, Pat, free people freely associating economically is a good thing for society. Because let's say right now, due to government regulation and manipulation of the marketplace, right? That, that's really what's going on when it comes to some of the supply issues and uh, things that are going on, right? When those things are free and people don't want to pay $7 for this, they're going to pay $4. That deflates the economy, right? Turns out that there's less money circulating, and that's the point. We need less money circulating to deal with inflation. When when I pay $4 for a gallon of gas instead of $6, that's helpful. I'd like to be paying in the threes. I think that's a reasonable idea. But when you start to 10, 20, 30% decrease the cost of products that, you know, the goods that people need to survive you quickly start to see the return of the economy. But Joe Biden and his ilk, the Elizabeth Warren crowd, the AOC crowd, the, the Democratic Socialists of America crowd, want to prolong the issue. They don't care about your pain from their ivory tower. They don't. Joe Biden doesn't now. Joe Biden has only cared about himself his entire life. His entire life. Hear me out on this, Pat. How do I know that? What job has Joseph Marionette Biden had in the real world? I will give you three seconds. Three, two, one. It, it, zero. Exactly. His yeah. job has only been to serve himself and his family. To enrich himself and his family through government 
Joe Biden has never held a real job ever in his adult life. He went to Congress at the age of 26 and never left. He will be 82 years old when he leaves office in 2024. Nearly 60 freaking years inside Washington, D.C. And in that time, what has he accomplished? Enriching himself. But the the the, the Biden gun ban, right? Oh, wait, yep. that, that actually didn't work. Hmm. I, I just... What the fire truck bag? I, I just that entire speech was literally just clip after clip, gaslight after gaslighting after gaslighting after gaslighting. Like he sat up there for probably 30 minutes giving that speech, right? And in that 30 minutes, he never once told the truth. Not one time. Not even close to a truth. One time. Everything is good. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful. Don't know what you're talking about. The, the blinders that exist in this administration that allow them to gaslight you. It, this is honest to God, Pat. Honest to God. This has got to be the dumbest and worst presidency in American history. Considering the numbers and his uh, approval ratings. I don't even care about approval ratings. I don't. Yeah. I, I Literally, can you think of a presidency that is that was more out of tune to what's going on in the country than this one? I mean, I think the only one that comes close at all would be Obama's presidency. But, but that's far and away from I, this. I, I don't even think. That was the case. No way. Obama understood what was going on in the country. You could have disagreed with it. That's right? true. Yeah. The only other president that I can come up with that is anywhere near this is probably Jimmy Carter. There's not a single, oh, be another one. whether it's foreign policy, economics, um, social issues, whatever. There's not a presidency that has ever been this out of tune and this dumb. Period. They literally live in an alternative universe. That's the only explanation for this. And that's why you played uh, Corinne uh, Pierre Jean, or Jean Pierre, excuse me, keep getting her name wrong. That's why I played her first. You cannot possibly be that dumb. And you, you cannot possibly think the American people are dumb enough to buy what you're selling them. Even most Democrats don't buy it. Democrats are jumping ship every day. Every single day. They had over 50 Democrats begging and pleading for the president of the United States to get the hell out of the way in 2024. Leave. Go away. 50 of them already. We're not talking about like outside the beltway. We're talking 
in the halls of Congress and Senate. 50 of them. I've never seen this in my entire lifetime. Never. It, this would be akin to Abraham Lincoln going, um, Civil War, what Civil War? Slavery, what slavery? Slavery doesn't exist. It's a figment of the South's imagination or the, the, the abolitionist uh, imagination. Except for there's that slave plantation right there behind you. <laughs> what? What the? And to watch the AFL-CIO, right? The, the, the working man's union, right? Watch them allow the president of the United States to gaslight them while they sit there and applaud. Standing ovation after standing ovation for the president of the United States of America's gaslighting of the American. Are you kidding me? And on that note, Pat, um, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Stop the gaslighting. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.